Life is crazy. The world is chaotic. And when life gives you lemons, Pastors Live helps you learn to juggle. Pray, go. Oh, I'm trying, yeah. Dave. I'm Dave, trying. Uh, yeah, You're interrupting yeah. me, Dave. Lord, go before okay, us in Christ's yeah. name. They're good. They're very funny. They're hilarious. They just be whoever they want to be. It's just really funny. You're listening to the top-rated, number one absolute best podcast. Well, according to Pastor Dave and the other three listeners, this is Pastors Live with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and that other guy. Well, hey, everybody, it's Tuesday. Now, Tuesday, normally for us would be Taco Tuesday, but right now it's Chili Tuesday, just so everybody knows it's Chili Tuesday. But it's a Tuesday. It is December 13th, um, and we've moved past episode 666, and which means we're now in episode what, Shane? Now I gotta cut loose. That's right. We've well, moved we moved on. Survived? We did. We survived. Wow. We're still here. How about that, guys? Uh, our reading today, we're in Revelation chapter 4 and, of course, tomorrow chapter 5. So looking at some fun stuff about what's going on yep. in heaven after the church gets there. So we'll talk about that a little bit today. We're still in Proverbs 29. We're in Psalm 132 and First Chronicles 23. And for those of you who are following along in our daily reading, here's what we have going on. Uh, we have our daily reading. It's a two-year uh, daily reading, and it takes us two years to go through the Old Testament, and we go through the New Testament each year, and then we go through uh, Psalms and Proverbs twice a year, and we invite you guys to join along with the Truth For You daily reading. You can start at any time, and don't be frustrated if you miss a day. Just keep reading along and, and, and well, read through the Bible with us, That's right. and then talk about it with us. Uh, comments, question, we love to hear about it, but it is 12 days till Christmas. I can hear the song now, on the 12th day of Christmas. Oh, no, my no, crew no. Now, remember, yeah, it's like, that's December 25th through uh, January yes, 6th. Uh, yes, I, yes. yes but he made a big point to put a yep, big 12 on is. there right 12 so, days to christmas 12 days to christmas and it and and by the way uh the time to come home christmas play starts this thursday the first uh open the first run is on the 15th so come out and join us this thursday seven o'clock admission is free uh bring your friends your families for the whole family and but today is a very important day right now because of kind of what happens in our culture today is national beware of debt day um and debt is a four-letter word yes debt is truly a four-letter word and we want to encourage people to be very careful financially i mean we can get we can go a little overboard this time of year and did you guys notice the other did you guys see the other day that there's like amazon financing now did you guys notice that like it doesn't shock me everyone has financing nowadays because everybody's falling for financing well yeah i i noticed the other day it's like i was looking for something uh for the israel trip and it said you could do four payments of three dollars a piece, and I'm like, why would I do that? I'm just going to pay the twelve dollars. <laughs> I don't understand, right? Uh, but then I'm I'm starting to see this, and it's becoming this thing like we are we're indebted, and I don't think we think we're, about we're debt. addicted to debt. We're, yeah, yeah, we're addicted to debt. Culture. But you understand that I don't have to pay twelve bucks. I can pay four payments of three dollars plus interest. Wow, that's great. Well, yeah, and I think we—that's we, yeah. dangerous. It's we, and dangerous. So, and Man. so, what is the? You know, the Bible tells us that the borrower is slave to the lender, and he doesn't want us to be the borrower. No, he doesn't. That's right. not God's heart for no. us. And so, I would like to mention right now. With that, we have Financial Peace University classes coming up, and so, and 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 by the way, I'm. 
I, I saw what it, the class costs. It's like yeah, seventy seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah, the materials are and normal, that, just ninety nine. So and that's a that's a a twelve month membership into, and you have to have that to take uh, FPU, the Financial Peace University class. But uh, it's a great price. Yeah, and that gets you access to Dave Ramsey's materials for a year and all this stuff. So, and Dean always does a great job. Yeah, yeah and, and Dean does. And, a great and we job. want to encourage you. You know, avoid debt. You know, I, I think one of those things is like. Uh, I remember Lori and I, our first, our biggest Christmas we ever had when we were newly married was there was a hardware store that was going out of business that was kind of like a Walmart, had a whole bunch of different stuff. And we had gotten, we'd gotten a Christmas bonus. We split it in half. We gave half to her, half to me in cash. And we just went nuts. We had so much fun because we could only spend that much. Right. And we were super, super creative. But we were cooking Christmas dinner and we were joking around because I was using a saucepan that we bought our very first Christmas together from that business that was going out of business. We still have it to this day. And I, I just, I was like, man, you know, we, and, and I think, I think I got it for like 50 cents. I mean, it was like, it was a going out of business sale that was actually going out of business. It was like, we're liquidating. We don't, we're not, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't up the prices and then cut them down to try and, you know, it was, it was awesome. Uh, but that was really good, but be careful with that. And so, yeah, one uh, of the especially that, at Christmas time, cause we can kind of go nuts yeah, trying to do things. I think one of the things that, that, progresses or pushes debt towards us is is this idea of discontentment right you can get your new phone for 20 payments of whatever or turn get get your new car oh, upgrade oh, upgrade oh, upgrade upgrade, upgrade, me- upgrade 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 just be content with what you got well man. yeah you start talking about phones though do you understand and i don't know if you guys have noticed this that phones have become such a what's considered an essential now in our culture that basically phone companies have you over the barrel. Um, and so the other day we were trying to do something, Caleb and I were trying to do something with his phone. Come to find out we actually could not go into a Verizon store and just buy a phone. Yeah, You couldn't buy a phone. It had to be attached to, to a plan, a plan of some kind. You couldn't just buy a phone. And then when we said, well, can we just buy one online? And then they start telling us, oh, well, yeah, but uh, you know, and, and you gotta be it's unlocked and all this other stuff. We're like, well, hold on a second. You're telling me that you literally now the the phones have become such a a cultural norm that these companies are able to do whatever and they're indebting people for fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars for a phone. And people don't realize it because they're like, Oh, I can afford forty dollars a month. Yeah, for the next three years. Right. Or right. whatever it is, you know, right. and, right. and same with the cars yeah. too. Like you look at like all the features that new cars are coming out with, with like the yeah, the Wi Fi. But, but, but I do like my heated seats. Yeah, I'm yeah be heated with you. seats I, are I, great. I'm just gonna be honest. Like with you. the excessiveness, you know, of all of these devices and stuff, where it's like, well, your good old 2010 Ford truck works fine uh-huh. still. Well, 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 this is one of the things about debt, and I want to share this. And, and, and I, Dave, I don't know. Dave, have you taken FPU over the years? Have you done that? Yeah, I've never taken the class because I have the materials. Okay. I, I was blessed to, to have access to them because of my position, blah, blah, blah. So, right. Yep. So It's um, great stuff. So yeah, uh, when material. Lori and I took the class, there were five couples in the class. And it was really, really great. Uh, or it was at six. I, I, it was either five or six. And when the, the, when the unsecured debt total came up for our group, because you share that as a group, what's our unsecured debt? Uh, man, it was like, it was pushing $360,000 yeah. as unsecured debt. 
And uh, several of the couples were retired, and Lori and I were not carrying any debt at the time. So the debt wasn't ours. It wasn't in our space. And I thought, it's so crazy to think that we have so much unsecured debt. That's like credit cards and, you know, and th- this card and that card and, and, and all those things. Like yeah. secured debt is like a house. Right. 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 Your mortgage. Yeah. Or yeah. Right. I mean, you could turn it and burn it if you had to. Right. right. So technically, you know, it, you, you could look at it that way. But be very careful because it is a National Debt Awareness Day. Uh, but again, it's also 12 days till Christmas. So, you know, try and get out there and. Get some Christmas shopping done and, you know, maybe be really, really wise. I remember years where we used to make gifts because we couldn't afford to, yeah, <laughs> couldn't afford to steward, buy them. You know, right? be good, be good exactly. stewards. And be good stewards with your heart and with your mind. And one of the ways you do that is by reading the Bible. And today we're in Revelation chapter 4. We start seeing the scene of heaven uh, after the rapture of the church, uh, chapters 4 and 5. And it's really an encouragement. Um, and I, I actually really like these uh, passages because yeah. I, I think it helps us understand. People always ask, well, when's the rapture of the church? Is it before the events of Revelation? Is it after? And I think when I look at the book of Revelation because of chapter 1, verse 19, look, I'm going to tell you the things that are, the, th- the things which will take place, uh, you know, the things, things which you've seen, been, the, the things, things which that you are, are, and the things which will take place after this. Right. And so the things you've seen, chapter 1, the things which are, chapters 2 and 3, and the things which will take place after this, chapters 4 and 5, and then chapter 6 is when it gets ugly and things begin to fall apart. You see Jacob's trouble, and you see the, the seven-year uh, tribulation period starting in chapter 6. But in chapter 4 and 5, you see the church in heaven, which is really exciting. And, and I encourage you guys, take some time to read that today. And just read through chapters, uh, chapter one through chapter five of uh, Revelation, and you'll see it. It's it's an outline that's given, and it's right there. And, and it's uh, important, right, Ty? Because in, in chapter one, verse nineteen, like you just quoted, when he says the things that shall be hereafter, it's the word meditata. Mm-hmm. Chapter four, verse one begins with the word meditata. So that's how you know. Okay. Oh, this is that part of the of the outline now. In case you miss it, chapter 4, verse 1 ends with the word metatauta. He actually uses that word twice at the very beginning of chapter 4. So I know, you know, Ty, you're going to get emails. Well, I don't know about that outline that you well, just quoted. That's well, fine. there it is. Well, and, and, it's pretty and, simple. Well, and that's fine. And I'm just going to let anybody know that wants to do that. Um, you probably won't get a response from me. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. because it's, it's It's pretty simple because I do not see eschatology as a die for or divide over issue. Yeah. I have never seen my eschatology that way. Um, I, I, I see the scriptures the way I see it, and I'm good with that. And if you think it's different, you know, if you don't feel like the rapture is going to happen, uh, you know, that we're going to see something else when the rapture happens. I'll just explain it to you on the way up and it'll go. be fine. You know, it'll be good. Uh, yep. And, and by the way, Dave, you know, we were talking about the, the, you know, the rapture and rapture mania in the nineties, you know, it's like all about the rapture. And I, I think what we have to realize is we need to come back and remember, we can still depend on the rapture. It's still 100%. doctrine. It's yep. still something in the scripture. And I know there's people out there like, no, there is no rapture. And that's fine. You, you can hold that position. I do feel that there is a pre-tribulational, premillennial rapture of the church. Um, I believe we see that very clearly in, in Paul's writings and um Every, they believed in an imminent return of Jesus in the first century. So how much more should I believe in an imminent return now right. in this century? Like, I believe that Jesus can come back at any moment, uh, which gives me great, great hope. Right. right? Well, I mean, Ty, you're, you're 100% correct, right? So if the apostles of the first century who spent 
three and a half years, somewhere thereabouts, with our Lord on a regular basis, if they needed to have that hope of the rapture, how much more do I need it? If they needed the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how much more do I need it? If they needed the more sure word of prophecy, how much more do I need it? You know, does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm further out than they are. I haven't seen Jesus face to face yet. I will when I get to heaven. But if those guys needed to be reminded, hey, I'm coming back. Hey, I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit. And hey, you just stick with the word of God. If they needed to do that, oh my goodness, man, 21 centuries later, 20 centuries later, I for sure need to do those things. Well, and I and I always appreciate too to the recognition that uh, Paul, you know, Peter, he's the, he's the one that says, "Look, man, I, I saw him transfigured on the yep. mountain, and I still have the word of prophecy made yes. more sure." And so we need that. And so to understand studying prophecy is a good thing. Mm. We've been talking about that as we've been going through Luke 21. Knowing the Word of God, knowing prophecy is good. Knowing that we don't know everything, we don't know how it's all going to turn out. Uh, like I, I said, you know, uh, you know, weathermen have prophesied the uh, last eight of the three storms that we had. Uh, you know, and just understand that. But we did have a question that came in from a reading in Second John, and, I, and I'm going to go ahead and share. That. I said, pastors, I have a question from Second John in reference to loving others. Woohoo! Uh, followers and non-followers alike, the summary I get from Second John is that we must not accept people into our house who do not have biblical doctrine. Uh, showing such people hospitality causes us to share in their evil deeds. Um, I have been hurt because I provide hospitality to some less fortunate. What is a safe course to take in order to love and serve others? This is from Michelle Bannister here in Idaho Falls. And Michelle, God bless you. And that's a great question. And, and it's funny because that particular passage has been one that I've, I've watched people uh, kind of argue about and fight over for, well, yeah, decades now about uh, the idea, because I think sometimes where we live, you know, somebody comes knocking on the door and, and they, they have a, a, you know, a, a different doctrine so therefore we're to you know not to invite them into our home because if we invite them into our home we are we are agreeing with them and and I'm going to be honest with you if they come to my door or somebody comes to my door and wants to talk about faith I'll invite them in I'll offer them a cup of coffee we'll sit down and I'll say hey we're, the, here's the ground rules we'll talk about the bible nothing else and I I'm not I'm not agreeing with them I'm not saying that I agree with them I'm not saying that they're doctrine is right i'm i'm being a hospitable person which i'm called to be as a pastor so there's a i'm supposed to be hospitable so it's interesting because there's other people who are like nope the bible forbids us to even let them in our house and so i think there's we got to be careful of legalism here and we also have to be careful of liberalism there's two different ways right. we can go here in this yeah there's two concepts in second john that we have to consider truth and deception right and verse 8 in my opinion, kind of summarizes it. Watch yourselves that you do not lose what we have accomplished, but that you may receive a full reward. So the idea is do not be deceived. Don't have people come into your home and sway you away from the truth. Um, so that would be my, my, it doesn't mean, hey, disregard them as people or push them away. It's just don't allow that foothold into your heart, into your home. And you got to think about it too. Um, tie you don't have, you know, little three-year-old, four-year-olds anymore, you know? No. And so if you have a young family and the people come knocking on your door and want to share with you their faith, it might not be wise to bring them in so that your kids can hear 
everything that they have to say. Yeah. My dad was very good about um, opening the front door and sitting in the living room and, you know, my mom would, would pour the, the lemonade and serve dad and the, and the two that had come to the door. And then dad would say, Jeannie, he called my mom Jeannie. Jeannie, why don't you take the boys out to the den? Yeah. And we'd go out to the den and my mom would, would, we'd all hold hands and we'd pray. We'd pray for dad and we'd pray for the, uh, the folks that came to the door to, to keep dad awake or put him to sleep, whatever it was. And we, we would pray. Yeah. For them. And um, then we would just sort of stay out in the den and maybe mom would put on a record or something. This is the 60s and 70s, Shane. Their records used to come in these big discs and yeah, they were, great. They were long playing albums. Yeah. And they <laughs> you should come over sometime and listen to them with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were very careful about that to yeah. make sure that the boys yeah. were not indoctrinated. And so forth. But then when they would finish, you know, dad would typically spend, you know, 45 minutes or so and go through the Romans road and the gospel. And dad kind of controlled the situation uh, and the conversation. But then afterwards, dad would call us all up to the living room and we'd all pray again. And dad yeah. would pray for them by name. And um, boys, do you have any questions? And he would just talk to us. And it was never this fearful thing. It was never a thing of, oh, my gosh, yeah. you know, there's weirdos in the house. Dad never treated people like weirdos. Exactly. But he knew it was his home you yeah. know and he was responsible for his home yeah and if they wanted to argue dad would just and i can still remember hearing every once in a while somebody's voice would raise and dad would say nope we're not doing that here and if they couldn't calm themselves dad would just stand up and open the door and say you're you're welcome to leave anytime thanks for stopping by and then we'd all we'd pray for them by name yeah but it was never a weird thing it wasn't like dad was like you know, who the spooky people are here. Gene, you better get the boys out of here. It wasn't anything like that. Right. But I think there's a there's there's the other side of this that I think is really important. So Jesus says that you will be known by your love for one another. So right. love for the church. Now that doesn't mean we don't stand up for truth. We have to stand up for truth. Mm-hmm. But we are to be the 100%. open arms of grace, That's right? right and so I have somebody come to my door with a magazine that that believes in a false Jesus. And they open the door and they're standing there and and if I if I'm like if I am harsh with them, I just what did I just show them? I just showed them yeah. a harsh Jesus. Yeah. I just sh- I, I I did not treat them well. I did not treat them correctly. I did not treat them as God would treat them because how would God treat them? And I, I think we've lost this this somewhere. You know, as much as we used to joke around about the what would Jesus do, you remember the bracelets and everything I else do. like that? I mean, I, I used to. That. I have a few of them. <laughs> I, yeah. I love yeah, that. I, well, I still remember. Dave, it. I don't know. I think you and I talked about this when I was doing youth ministry. I said, look, this whole what would Jesus do thing is making me nuts. I think what we should do is get what would Jesus do underwear. That would solve a lot of problems. There you go. Uh, you know, just, just you know. Well, and Ray just, Comfort say, says, change the letters around. Instead of what would Jesus do, it should be what did Jesus do. Yeah, right. WDJD. Yeah, w- yeah, what did Jesus do? Yeah. And, and how did walk Jesus treat people walk in that? <laughs> That's good. Uh, I honestly think that you, if you really are in love with Jesus through the Spirit of God in you, you're in love with these people that are broken. You're in love with people that are lost. You yeah. you want to see them made whole. How how could I cast them away? This is an issue of not receiving false doctrine into your home mm-hmm. you know, right. in that sense. 
But that doesn't mean you're not able to receive a person who's confused or lost or needs some help. Um, and I would just encourage people, you know, and I, it's funny, you know, Dave, you were talking, and I was kind of just popping through some of the commentaries that I have here. And it's interesting, the older the commentary, in some ways, the harsher the view. And the younger the commentary, the more gracious the view. And, and, but it's interesting to see some older ones that are gracious. Yeah. And so there's this, there's this idea of legalism that we have to be really careful of. Mm-hmm. Like, well, the Bible says that I can't let you in my house. Well, okay, first of all... But what does it mean? Yeah, but the, what, what I'm concerned about is if you say that to somebody, and I know people who do that. I the know. Bible tells me I can't let you into my house, and they slam the door. But the problem is the Bible actually doesn't say that, and you just did what the devil does. He makes us use right. the Word of God in an inappropriate way. Right. Well, Love and, uh, hosp- people. Right. You know, hospitality hospitality is, is one of the gifts of the Spirit. Absolutely. And so it doesn't make sense to say, well, this is a gift of the Spirit, however, you're not allowed to use it. Right. Right. Um, you know, my dad was very hospitable. My wife is very hospitable. Like you or like the, who was, what was the sister's name? The first name that wrote, I can't remember. I'm so sorry. I'm terrible. Oh, our, uh, yeah. Uh, Michelle? Michelle. Yeah. Um, you know, Sylvia and I years ago brought in um, some hitchhikers um, that needed a place to stay. And we were very young in, in the Lord and did not have the wisdom to say, Hey, you guys, you can stay with us for six days. And they ended up staying with us for almost 12 weeks. And uh, it was rough. It was, and then when finally I realized my wife and two children at that time, we only had Josh and Megan, are in danger, um, was when I had to show, show them the door as politely as I could. As, hey, we don't want to put you guys out during the holidays. But after the first week of January, you guys need to be somewhere else and not here. And uh, we had them in our home through the holidays. It was rough. And um, you do have to use wisdom. So yeah. there's hospitality and there's also responsibility. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, and I encourage you guys, it is Christmas season. Yeah. And it's Christmas season. Be hospitable to people. Love yep. on people. Be nice to people. Lori and I love to do a thing. We love to go around our neighborhood and give little gifts at the doors and love people and invite them to Christmas mm. services. So I encourage you guys to do that. Hey, we're out of time for today. We're lo- You're loved. We're loved. We are loved we by are. Jesus. You're loved. Your family. God bless you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Oh, we're rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party happen. It's the one and only Pastors Live with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and that other guy. His music, his word, the Rev.